Hey guys, I'm back. So glad to be back to podcasting. I think I was uh, missing it a bit too much. As far as my big announcement, uh, give me one more week. I'm not quite ready yet, but if I'm not ready in one week, I'm going to let you know what I'm working on regardless. So uh, there you go. All right, uh, that's it for now. On with the podcast. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. <laughs> okay, now this this is interesting. Facebook may eventually have more dead users than living ones. According to a study by Oxford researchers, Facebook will have 4.9 billion deceased users on its platform by the year 2100. If Facebook's current growth rate continues, the dead would outpace the living by the year 2070. And this brings to mind an interesting question. What happens to your data after you die? Well, I'll share a few insights on that after this. DuckDuckGo is a search engine just like Google, and its main focus is users' privacy. If you have ever used this search engine, you already know what it can do for you. Now, whether you are a new DuckDuckGo user who is trying to learn what all this site can do, or you are someone who has already been using the site for some time, learning some of the search tips for this famous search engine will not hurt. Go to www.jimstroud.com free to download the free ebook, 12 DuckDuckGo Search Tips You Should Know to Boost Productivity. Again, go to www.jimstroud.com free to download the free ebook, 12 DuckDuckGo search tips you should know to boost productivity. Do it now. You'll be glad you did. Here is a press release quote from Javelin Strategy and Research. The 2018 identity fraud study released today by Javelin Strategy and Research revealed that the number of identity fraud victims increased by 8%, rising to 16.7 million U.S. consumers in the last year. A record high since Javelin Strategy and Research began tracking identity fraud in 2003. The study found that despite industry efforts to prevent identity fraud, fraudsters successfully adapted to net 1.3 million more victims in 2017, with the amount stolen rising to $16.8 billion. With the adoption of EMV, embedded chip cards, and terminals, The types of identity fraud continue to shift online and away from physical stores. The complexity of fraud is also on the rise as criminals are opening more new accounts as a means of compromising accounts consumers already have. End quote. Now, as as reprehensible as that criminal activity is, there are some who take this practice to a disgusting level of depravity. In a very real sense, they hunt the dead. Listen to this uh, TV news report from WZTV Fox 17 in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, you might call it the ultimate insult, having your identity stolen after you die. Hard to believe, but it's happening. And tonight, the Better Business Bureau is warning grieving families that they are unknowingly giving criminals the tools that they need to strike during the most difficult times. Fox 17's Eric Alvarez shows us how that you can protect your own self. 
Well, Scott Stacy, it's called ghosting, and it's when criminals take sensitive information from the obituary section and use it to open accounts in a dead person's name. That's crazy. Um, I didn't think that people had the heart to prey on the dead. The Better Business Bureau warns that in the wrong hands, personal information from published obituaries can lead to identity theft. Bad enough that you have to deal with the lost one. You have to deal with people like this in the world. Once you have a first and last name and a date of death, you can go online. And for as little as $10, you can find hundreds of social security numbers. If the person died recently, it can take financial companies time to catch up to government records. In the meantime, savvy criminals can use the deceased person's name and social security number to open new accounts. It's terrible. Cheryl Jones lost her brother in August and says his obituary ran in the newspaper. It's terrible and I think they need to step in and, you know, try the very best to stop, you know, these scams from going on. Fox 17 went to find out how you can fight back. Our search took us to the SAG funeral home in North Nashville. A lot of people that are grieving are not aware of this. Owner Steve Ganaway has been helping families write obituaries for 30 years and warns against revealing too much. When you open a bank account, your past goes, they ask you, what is your mother's maiden name? It's in here. What is your father's name? It's in here. What's your date of birth? It's in here. All of your personal information is in here. Ganaway also helps families file paperwork to the state to verify a person has died and says it's something families need to do quickly. That could be very dangerous if it's not turned in. That means the state has no record of that person being deceased. Now, the Better Business Bureau warns in many obituaries, spouses, children, and other relatives are also named, and that could also lead to identity theft for them. Eric Alvarez, Fox 17 News. I have another example for you. Listen to this from ABC 15, Arizona. You're so heartbroken and you're stressed out in general. And, you know, just to have that happen, it's, it's just not fair. Stealing the identity of the dead, racking up credit card bills, and leaving the families to deal with even more stress and heartache. Now two men are charged for doing just that, and the victim's loved one is now speaking out. New at 6, ABC 15's Raquel Cervantes shares what you need to know to keep this from happening to you. It was just horrible. A week after Shanna Lopez's father passed away, her family was getting fraud alerts from the credit card company and notifications that someone requested a duplicate card, defrauding her father's credit card out of three to five thousand dollars. Very, very stressful. Very stressful. We were didn't have like the way to wrap our brains around what had happened. Now, Jason Siebert Thomas and Daylin Pierce are indicted on several felonies. There are at least nine local victims, but Tempe police believe there could be more than 150. Police say American Express spotted the suspicious activity and notified authorities. Police are still investigating how the pair got their hands on this information. Going through trash, looking at obituaries, um, just simply stealing credit, knowing that there's elderly people in certain areas. She suggests calling your loved one's credit card company and creditors as soon as possible and monitoring their credit. It's not something you'd necessarily think of in such a stressful time, but Lopez wants you to learn from her family's heartache. He was such an awesome guy, you know, he really was, and it just, it just, can't even 
you know, fathom. Raquel Cervantes, ABC 15 News. So according to AARP, this is called ghosting. About 800,000 people were actually targeted just last year. They suggest on obituaries, don't include your loved one's age, date, or uh, date of birth, or address. Send death certificates to the major creditors. Call Social Security and contact the DMV to cancel the driver's license. With both of those reports, you heard some tips on how to prevent the recently deceased from being victimized by identity thieves, but you're still alive. What should you be doing now to keep that from happening to you later? Well, Evan Carroll, co-author of the book Your Digital Afterlife, has a lot of tips for you. I'll, I'll share three. inventory of all your digital assets. That includes the documents on your computer, the photos on your phone, any data stored on thumb drives or backup disks and every online account, including the ones you no longer use. It's a big job, but you don't have to do it all at once, Carol says. Start with the most important things and work your way down the list. Odds are your primary email account will be number one, since that's typically where online accounts send password resets. Another tip. Figure out what you want to happen to all of this stuff after you're gone. Do you want your family to have access to all your emails? How about your photos? Videos and other material you've downloaded? There may be some things you don't want your loved ones to see. Decide now and make your wishes known to those you care about. And one more tip. Assign someone to be your digital executor. Be explicit in your will about what you want to happen to your assets. Don't assume your survivors automatically have a right to it all. Beyond the law, excuse me, because the law varies greatly from state to state, Carol says. On his blog, The Digital Beyond, he offers some sample power of attorney language to be included in your will. And I'll link to that language uh, from my blog, jimstroud.com. And I have a few more considerations for you. Uh, Facebook allows people to make a special request for a deceased person's account. You can ask to have their Facebook account removed or to memorialize their account. Uh, Facebook will require you to send a scan of your loved one's death certificate. And it's possible, it's possible to request that certain imagery be removed from a deceased family member's Twitter account. Now, Twitter might not remove what you ask them to based on the newsworthiness of the content, uh, but there is a simple form you can fill out to request the deactivation of a deceased person's Twitter account. And then there's um, uh, this company Everplans. Everplans is a secure digital archive of everything your loved ones will need should something happen to you. It was helpful. It has helpful information about how to create a digital estate plan, how to close accounts after someone has died, how to eliminate all the skeletons in your closet, and more. Worth checking out Everplans. Now, links to all these resources and more can be found on my website, jimstroud.com. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. 
In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.